Quest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. I want to introduce you now to a young country music singer, Josie Milner, whose star is really on the rise. Josie was named one of the hottest uh, 10 new stars. She was also nominated as the most promising youth artist um, at the 2013 Independent Country Music Association Awards. We've all been to music festivals all summer long. We've been to the fair. We've been to have lots of music coming our way through the summer, and now winter's coming, and it's time to update our playlist and put the new music in and hunker down for the winter. So we're really thrilled to have Josie with us today. You can get her music. It's available on iTunes. Add it to your playlist. We're going to play some of that for you today. We're going to introduce you to Josie, and you will have your playlist ready to go for the winter. Thanks, Josie, for coming on. Well, thank you. So you are from Missouri, is that right? That is right, yes. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Now, I I know a little bit about you, but I, I, I kind of wanted you to take everybody back. You started in this business. You're only 18, so you're still a baby. Um, but but you started at a very young age singing. I did, yeah. Um, I did rodeo for eight years before I got into my music, and with my rodeos, I was singing the national anthems. Or um, I actually live in a little town kind of outside of Kansas City, and we have our local fair here, and every year they'd have a lip-sync contest, and I'd always be doing a lip-sync contest or any talent shows I could find or anything like that. I was always doing them, so I was always performing. But um, I actually haven't been performing on stage until about three years ago. I had the chance of seeing the National Secret Talk Convention in St. Louis, Missouri. And that was a whole new thing for me. I mean, yeah, I've been performing for talent shows, but I haven't really performed in front of people who really knew the industry. And uh, so I was really excited for it, and it's definitely something very new for me. But as soon as I got up there, I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And whenever I got done, I was having people coming up to me and talking about the talent I had for being so young and that I had a lot of potential in my career. And, you know, whenever people tell you something like that, you can't just really ignore it. Because when I got home, I talked to my parents about it, and they thought the idea was great. And they were like, well, let's give it a try and see where it goes. And so I got a band together, and I started in the studio playing out. And uh, I just really started building this career. And it's done. It's done pretty good so far. <laughs> I would say so. And you've had a lot of success outside the United States, which which isn't a, a surprise to me, especially being here in the Seattle area. We we have a huge uh, fan base that listens outside the United States, that listens into Seattle music. And the great thing about the Internet and so many radio stations having um, play that, that people can access over the Internet as well, it exposes your market to people in the U.K. and Germany and Ireland and uh, really all over the world. I, I have it, – it's amazing when, when the hits come in and, and you see, you know, where people are listening from. You know, obviously the majority for us comes from, from uh, the United States and the Seattle area, but we probably have – we still have thousands of people that listen who are very in tune to what's going on with the United States from outside the United States, and you've experienced that yourself. 
I have, yes. Remember I released Entangled Dead Flowers? It was played internationally. It was played in Belgium, Australia, um, Germany, Japan, and a whole bunch of different little countries. And it was just so cool to know that people all over were listening to my music. And, uh, you know, for that happening for me already, with being pretty new to this career, I was so excited about it, and it was just so awesome for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the way to do it now is that you just don't have a, a, a local fan base anymore. All these artists have this great success just globally, and it's it's one of the great things about living in the time that, that we do live in is it, it really does make everybody a lot more um, closer. And you would think that, that country music would be – solely a United States thing, but it's really not. And and you're seeing that outside, that there's a lot of country music fans outside the United States. Yeah, I actually have a musician who, um, he was over in Japan for a couple years uh, because he was in the armed forces. And he actually said country music over in Japan is really popular. And that is crazy to think, but, you know, it's kind of cool if you think about it as well, but I never would have guessed if I would have thought about it. Right, right. Well, you started out in the rodeo, so you got to be a, 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 a tough girl. <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> what, what, what was your events in the rodeo? Um, In rodeo, I did barrel racing, bull bending, goat tying, and breakaway roping. So I kind of did everything that a girl can do in rodeo that isn't getting on a bull or a steer or any of that. But I just stuck to riding a horse. And along with my rodeos, I did rodeo pageants as well, which is just like beauty pageants. But you literally do everything that involves rodeo or horses, and you ride a horse. And So uh, rodeo life is definitely something that I really thought – I was going to continue with until I got into the music industry. But, you know, there been eight years I did it. It was a huge part of my life, and it still is a big part of my life. I'm just not able to go out and do my rodeos every weekend like I used to. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do do you miss – I would think rodeo is, is kind of like a family, just like music is like a family. I'm sure that you had a, a, a group of people that you kind of always traveled with or always saw at those events. Oh, definitely, and, uh, you know, my dad actually still judges rodeos, and so I'm able to go to a couple with him sometimes, and the last one I went to, I when I got home, I just started bawling, so I was so upset about it, and I missed it so much, but, you know, I, I love my career, and so I'm perfectly okay with mm-hmm. me with it, and, yeah, it's, it gets kind of hard at times, and I really miss it, but I do still get to see them, people I used to rodeo with, and if I have a show that they're close to, I've had a lot of support from the rodeo family that I grew up with, and they'll come out and watch my shows, and they can still wear up on stage instead of on a horse, and, you know, it's <laughs> really cool that I, I do still have that support, so that's also very nice for me. Definitely. I, I would imagine they're very loyal, and they will be with you all the way through your, your music career and, you know, and, and, and beyond. I'm, I'm sure that those people will, will be with you for life. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and plus, it's it's not as physically harmful to your health, music versus rodeo. <laughs> that is true. That is an upside to it. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you've just recently turned 18, so you were in music b- before you were really legal age. So now that you're 18, does it open up more opportunity for you? 
Um, so far, I think it has. You know, there's a lot of people who, considering my age, they didn't think I was be able to go in and get the job done. But, um, you know, once I had that chance, even whenever I was younger than 18 and I went in there, people were really happy with the performance that I gave and what the performance that my band gave. So, you know, it's just kind of the people taking the chance on me. Um, but now that I am 18, people are becoming more lenient to understanding, hey, she is growing up, or hey, she's 18 now, so she's pretty much a legal adult. So she's starting, I'm starting to be treated kind of like an equal. I'm working on it. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, I think it's definitely gotten a lot better. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to Walking After Midnight, and then we'll um, come back. And I want to talk about you are the spokesman for our anti-bullying campaign, which I think is just – it's always great to have some causes that give you a a foundation. And right now you're really in that peer group that you you can have a lot of – um, impact. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Miranda Lambert, Patsy Klein, and some of your influences. But first, we're going to listen to Walking After Midnight. Can you set this song up for us? Definitely. Um, I grew up listening to country music, of course, and Patsy Klein's always been a huge influence. And I want to do a song and kind of dedicate it to her. So out of all the songs, this is one I chose. So this is Walking After Midnight by Josie Milner. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Midnight Josie's my guest today, and she is a young country music singer whose star is on the rise. She's out of Kansas City, Missouri, and she's spending a little bit of time with us today here in Seattle and around the world. So, Josie, some of your influences were Miranda Lambert and Patsy Cline. Those are very big singers to take on. 
<laughs> they are. And, you know, I think both of them have definitely made their impact in the country music industry. And, uh, you know, like I was saying before, I did grow up listening to country music. It's pretty much all I listen to. And so whenever I think of country music, I think of Patsy Klein and George Jones and Tammy Wynette and the people who made country music with us today. And so them are definitely some of my biggest influences. And then, you know, country music definitely has changed since then. And Miranda Lambert is my biggest influence out of all of them. I just, I, I think she's an awesome person. I, I love how she doesn't care what people think about her. And uh, she's continuously putting out great music and uh, number one song after number one song. And, you know, I just think she's unbelievable. So, you know, she definitely has a very big influence on me. <laughs> hmm. Well, she definitely is is a powerhouse i do not know how she does it like you said one great song after great song after great song and then of course she's married to blake shelton now and um i'm I'm hoping for maybe the next generation to come around with those two at some point but um, miranda started out in on a reality tv tv show she was on nashville star a lot of people forget that have you ever considered going that that route the uh reality music Oh, I have, yeah. I've actually had two private auditions for The Voice, and uh, both times they kind of thought my age was going to be in the way or I wasn't exactly what they were looking for. And uh, I did that last year and the year before, and, you know, after last year, and then pretty much saying the same thing to me, and uh, not necessarily giving me anything I can work with. I was just like, I I don't need TV to get where I want to be. So, you know, I'm working really hard this career, and things are going really well for me as is, and like I said, I, I still, with how things are going, I don't necessarily need the TV to help me get where I want to go. <laughs> well, sometimes that that can really be a double-edged sword anyway. I've interviewed a lot of people who've been on those shows, and, you know, you, you know it's it's a give-and-take type of thing. You know, you, you, you might get some instant uh, recognition, but then you have to sign away a lot of things too. So I think you're on the right track. Just keep doing what you're doing. You have good management. You have good people around you. And, and so far, all the decisions you've been making have been moving you forward. And, you know, as long as you're always moving forward, that's that's, that's all that matters. You want to tell us about exactly. this um, this Angels and Devs that you are uh, the spokesperson for? Well, you know, Angels and Devs, um, they are a national nonprofit bullying organization, and I became a spokesperson for them through Not Pretty Enough, which is my latest single that I released. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're a great organization. I'm so humbled to be a part of them. And what they do is they go around and talk to schools about bullying, try to raise awareness for it, and they talk to the teachers and students and faculty and staff um, pretty much about anything about bullying and what to look for for signs of bullying and how to help and all that good stuff. And so, you know, they're just a really great organization. They're trying to do the best they can. And so, you know, for me to be part of them and try to help them out as much as I can, um, I, like I said, I'm very humbled by it. And to be still be in high school, and I think it really fits well together because I do see bullying every once in a while. And so, you know, for me, the spokesperson forum is it's just kind of like some things like, hey, you guys need to leave this person alone and stop picking on them. And, uh, you know, it all just ties really well together, and they're just a great organization, and I'm so happy to be part of them. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because you are in school. It's been, you know, a long time since I've been in school. But what is the state of bullying right now? Is it very prevalent? Is it not very much? Do people actually stand up for other people? Do you, can you actually see that? Does that happen? 
You know, it does happen. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the pushing and shoving like you would think of. Whenever I see it most frequently is the name calling or the being called out in class or any of that, where it's pretty much the words that are people use or that people are using now, and especially with having the internet and cyberbullying, that's what's really starting to um, get pretty bad. I notice all the time people put their status as so and so said so and so said this and this, and it's just to me, I just feel like it's all childish and games, and it doesn't. It's not necessary to be saying something like that. It could be 110 percent avoided if people just talk face to face and get things worked out and. There's no reason to pull anyone else into a situation. And, uh, you know, a lot of things can be just left unsaid. A lot of people say things just to kind of get people to get people riled up or to get people excited about something. But, you know, bullying for me, whatever I do see, if I do hear a name calling anything, I am that person that stands up and be like, hey, leave this person alone. You have no uh, apparent reason to be picking on them. And, uh, you know, there's actually some people who feel like it's not my place to stand up. But, um, I, I, I could care less. I mean, I just, I don't understand why people need to pick on anyone else to make themselves feel better. And uh, I just, I, I really just wanted to stop. So I'm working on it. Well, good for you. And, you know, it, it really is our place whenever we see an injustice being done. And it's it's people telling us that it's none of our business that tries to stop us from doing the right thing. But we always, it's always a good reminder that, um, you know, no, if, if an injustice, is an unjust regardless if it's our business or not. Um, what are you doing now since you're not doing rodeo when you're not doing music? Well, you know, I pretty much still have the normal teenage life. I can still go to football games and go hang out with friends or go see a movie or any of that. But if I'm not hanging out with friends, I'm most likely at home just, you know, relaxing with my parents or playing with my dog. I have a corgi who is pretty much like my child, so I, he's definitely very spoiled, so I definitely play with him all the time. Or, you know, I love reading, and I love to bake, so I'm always baking. I actually just made these really good pumpkin spice cupcakes today, and they are so good. But <laughs> outside of that, you know, I just, I'm just i just a normal girl, you know. I, of course, like hanging out, and if I have time to ride my horse, I'll go ride my horse, or just kind of whatever I feel like doing. I don't just have one specific thing I have to go do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, you want to be able to do that as long as you can. You've had really great success opening. You opened for Chris Cagle. You've opened for Scotty McCreary. Is there anything you've noticed about that, that you've taken to heart when you're around these acts who've kind of made it? Is there anything that you've noticed that, that you think that you want to do or or, or maybe that, that you wouldn't do watching and, and being exposed to them? You know, what I really like is at all the concerts, you know how they have the meet and greets, you can go back and talk to them. And I really admire that because even though people do have a busy, crazy life with the music, they still have time to stop and talk to fans and tell them how much we appreciate them for all the support they've given, for how much they're continuing to support their career. But, you know, I really admire that. And so that's definitely one thing I do want to acknowledge and, of course, do um, hopefully if, when I get to that point. And I am at the point now where I still go out and talk to people in the crowd. And it's I just, you know, it's it's kind of nice for us to know all of all the support we have for people who show up to our shows. And so it's kind of, it, we need to show it back of how much we appreciate them. Because if it wasn't for the fans, there's no way we'd be doing this career. And, uh, you know, all the support is definitely what drives the industry and what drives our music. So that's one thing I definitely look out and look, admire. Mm-hmm. Well, and as a, as a, a fan's perspective, those meet and greets really are important to the fan. The fan looks forward to them as many I, I really feel like as many fans as you can get back there 
the, the better off it is to the artist because the fan really, it really is a lifelong experience when the fan gets to a meet and greet. I've taken fans back to meet and greets and I've watched it happen. And in fact, I just took my sister-in-law to one the other, about uh, a, a few weeks ago, there, there was an artist coming through town and I didn't even know this, but she had loved this person for like 30 years, you know, she pulled out the shirt she bought when she was like 13 and it still fit her. So that's a whole nother story. But, uh, and she was so excited to get to go and meet this person. And it just reminded me how important those things are. So I, I think that's really great that you pointed that out and that you've taken that in on how, how you've also seen how important that is because I have seen it too, and especially from a fan's perspective, how important those meet and greets and being able to look the artist in the eye and, and talk to them or say hello or get a picture or whatever. You know, you can't even put a dollar amount on that. Definitely, yeah. You know, and uh, you know the fans need to know that they are important, that they do matter because, like I said, if it wasn't for them, we would not be able to do this career, so. Mhm, and 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 it, it's a hard career too. So it, you know, a lot of people don't realize that with music as well. That you know, it's a lot of time in the van and the car and in and out and back and forth. And it, it probably is good to get that feedback as well from from the uh, from from the fans because you know you're in and out and <laughs> yeah, town to town all over the place. Yeah, and be able to to, to be able to see them and you know have, have a human contact. Yes, definitely. <laughs> how, how how do you like touring? Do, do you tour with your parents? Do they go with you? You because you've been underage until until recently. Oh yes, definitely. My parents are always at my shows with me, or always going on the trips with me. And there hasn't been a show or a trip or anything, a radio tour that my parents haven't been with me. So. Um, you know, they're definitely always there. And touring itself, I absolutely love going out and playing. And the radio tours themselves were awesome. And, you know, whenever I was able to go out and, you know, all the cool DJs and go to the different radio stations and see how everything works. So I was so excited for it. And uh, my radio tour took me to Nashville for the first time. And, you know, that was really another thing that I was just so excited about. So, you know, the radio tours and the touring, they just take me to all these different places, and I meet so many cool people, and I get to perform at all these awesome venues. And, you know, it's just an experience that I kind of wish everyone could experience because it's so awesome. It's just it's one of the things that you're going to make thousands of memories that you're never going to forget. So touring is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to go out today. We're going to play um, Not Pretty Enough. It was one of your hits, and I would like you to set this up for us. I, I want to tell people they can go to your website, which is josiemilner.com, which is J-O-S-E-Y-M-I-L-N-E-R.com. We've put links on, on our website as well. Um, but they can keep up with you. All of your music is um, on iTunes, so people can go to iTunes and download your music. And then do, do you have a Facebook page? I do. I have a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram and pretty much everything. So I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> well, you're at that age where you should have all of those things, and the rest of us are catching up. And I, I imagine it would all be linked from, from your website. Yes, definitely. I have all the links to the social media on the icons at the bottom of my website. If you go to the, my home screen page on my website, just scroll all the way to the bottom. I have the links to all my social media on there. Okay, perfect. So this is going to be Not Pretty Enough. Go ahead and set this up for us. Yes, this is um, a song my manager, Michael, found. And, you know, he thought it would be a really good one for me to do. 
And, uh, you know, pretty much as soon as I heard it, I loved it. And this song has done so many great things in my career, and I'm so proud to be able to call this one. And, uh, you know, it hit number one on the Indie World Music Charts a couple weeks ago. And so, like I said, I'm just very proud to call this song one that I've done. So uh, this is Not Pretty Enough by Josie Milner. All right. We'll be right back. Am I not pretty enough? Is my heart too broken? Do I cry too much? Am I too outspoken?
did want to thank again Josie Milner for taking the time to come on today. You can find out more about her at JosieMilner.com, and you can check out her music on iTunes. That is definitely a name to keep up with. You can see she's just a very, very nice person. And we're doing our 51 Days of Kindness, and it's just great to have kind people on. You can definitely see as soon as they come on, you know how they're going to be. And so, again, we just really appreciate Josie coming on. We just want everybody here to have a great day. Stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for great music and interviews. Have a great day.